We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Ready? You ready? I'm ready. We're rolling <laughs> as we speak. Rodney and I just did an intro we had to delete. Well, we Again. Again. Yeah, Again. we don't delete near as much as we used to. No, I actually kind of like it. Not deleting stuff or deleting stuff? Not deleting stuff. Oh, yeah. Because usually we, delete, we are. Usually we delete stuff when you say I'm being too... Um, what's the word, Kyle? I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep this one... G-rated. I can't. I can't say it. <laughs> no. I don't know. When have I? When have I said we had to redo it? Um, the one we did at Dedon's house, you made me stop that one. Oh, we got a little raunchy there. Yeah, yeah, raunchy. See, there's the word I was looking okay. for. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't. I, that's that's all I was trying to do is get the word. Yeah. Yeah. We got a little got a little raunchy on that one, so we had to redo it. Yeah, yeah. Dedon tends to do that. Yeah, uh, well, it was me. I don't think it was. Bless you. Well, you and Dedon together. (laughs) Yeah, I'm always hesitant whenever I get a text from Dedon. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to open that. Not in public. Nope. Not in public. Not really. You gotta wait. Just gonna set that down. (laughs) Put it over here. Put it right over there. Put it on mute. mute. Make sure it's on vibrate (laughs) and silent. Before I even think about it. Right. Right. That is that is for certain. Sorry, Dedon. No, we're not. Not really. He wouldn't be sorry. That's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of what, oh, make, part of what makes him Dedon that, Master. That's why we love him. Bates. Dedon Master. Bates. That would have been funny if that's what if that would have gave him that middle name. Yeah. I don't think I know his middle name. Might be master, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Buford. Buford, no, Buford. It's not. yeah. And he a junior? Well, no, I, I don't think it's actually Buford. I just think from now on it's Buford. Oh, <laughs> I don't like Buford. <laughs> I don't either. That's why it's Buford. We can do better. Beyond <laughs> Buford Bates. I don't know what his middle name is. Neither do I. Oh well, he's, he's your friend. He's not here. He's <laughs> your friend. I don't even like the guy. <laughs> That's why you should be here to defend yourself, though. That's right, Dodo. All right, this week we're going to go through the proclamation. Yes. So all of the fun, prepare excitement. yourself. Prepare yourself. We'll try and make it a little more. Entertaining, entertaining than we did last time. Last time it was a kind of a slug, slug, slug fest. Well, You're just slugging your way through it. And we, we, we there's not last a whole lot time, of ways to do it. Yeah, the last time was the first time that we'd we'd done one um, on the proclamation, so it was kind of the initial one. But you know, we'll try and make it a little better this time. Yeah, yeah. But as per usual, D, uh, Rodney has. Done most of the preparations, right? right. Um, I'm gonna do comic relief and 
clarifications <laughs> when I have to. He, he's going to argue when yeah, he doesn't yeah. like what I say. I am going to argue. Um, I'll point it out. Right. But but no, the proclamation is it, it's, it's, it's a good thing. But this time of year is it's always fun for me. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about that a lot. I like to get into the proclamation and start studying the, whoops, drop that. Yep. Um, start studying the hunts. And this is, this is the time of year when I'm really planning everything. Of course, I've already put in for all of my hunts. Um, but, but yeah, this is when I get to start looking at the numbers and I go through the drawing odds reports and the harvest rates and all of that stuff and start planning for the next year. Rodney does the legwork and I reap the benefits. Yeah. Make it up to you. Yeah. Make it up to you. Well, we always, we always do good. So, um, but there's a lot of information. So most of, most of what we're going to talk about is, is for the newbies. Yep. Um, People and talk that, about changes. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the Major changes, changes and stuff like that, the the big stuff. But but for the most part, it's it's for the people out there, you know, the hunt it forward crowd. Um, These Milky Ways are delicious, by the way. Yeah. Um, those are the people that are really the target for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, um, because it's a very daunting. It is thing, and oh. and, and if you don't think oh. so. Go to another state. Yeah, go look at Arizona's. Go look at Colorado. Freaking ridiculous. Go look at Texas. I have no idea. I, I don't understand any of that crap. Um, so I like ours because I've been looking at it for 30 years. Yeah, and, and we think ours is pretty simple, but in reality, it's no, probably I'm, just I'm, as confusing sure, as everybody else. I'm sure Arizona looks at ours and goes, look at this stupid book. I can't understand any of this stuff. <laughs> Um, is that true, Arizona? Right, but uh, you know, for new hunters, it's it's pretty tough, and it's part of our hunt at Ford program. You know, um, this year we have Ryan and Shay, and here coming up before too long, we're going to meet with them, and we're going to go over the proclamation with them. Yes, um, help them learn how to navigate it. And last year was kind of cool because, and one of the reasons it was probably such a monotonous podcast. Um, there was a ton of changes last year. Yeah, a lot of changes last year. Um, and so it was, it was pretty tough just for us to just go through it and find all the different stuff and completely new format and all this. And this year there's not very many changes. Um, there's some changes to the rules and stuff like that. But as far as the layout of the proclamation, it's pretty standard stuff. So, so that's a good thing. That is takes away from the monotony as to the entertainment entertainment excitement um so we're going to start out this year with the a message from the director yeah we don't need to listen to that no we absolutely <laughs> no i said that last year and got us in a little bit of trouble you did get us in trouble and tristano is not happy right but it's kind of a good thing because upon beginning the our 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 preparation for this podcast and i made a point to actually read the message from the director which i didn't even read last year even after getting in trouble um <laughs> she's gonna be happy with you for that well but listen but she's you made uh, up for listen, it listen um i read it yeah 
And it's a very good message. Um, so I'm not going to read it because that would kill the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a pretty you good job so far. <laughs> you don't just read from a book for a podcast. Um, but no, it's a very good message. Um, I like the message that he, what he's talking about. And, and to sum it up, you know, he's talking about the importance of conservation and, and how, uh, hunters now are important to the future of hunting. Um, so it's very good. Go read it. Uh, it should be the first thing that you do when you get the proclamation. Uh, in all honesty, it it is. Um, I don't know about previous years, but this year's message is is very good, um, very insightful. So you should go check it out when you get your proclamation, which most everybody already has. So there. if you don't have one, you've been living in a Smack hole. It. They are out available. Um, one of the big things is the new state game commission. Yep. Um, and of course, since the printing of the proclamation, there's already some new state game commissioners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, keep that in mind. Um, but page one, that's where the state game commission commissioners are, which maybe that's a, actually, maybe that's a good place to start. Yep. Um, just a real brief explanation of how that all works yes. for those you know, new people who don't understand, we have a, a state game commission that basically approves all these rules. The department um, personnel write the rules and come up with them and and say this is what we're going to do. The state game commission gives direction and says, yes, we're going to do that. No, we're not going to do that, et cetera, et cetera. And they also, correct me if I'm wrong, they also decide, you know, hey, we don't want to determine that, send it to legislation uh some things yeah Correct. yeah um but the state game commission is made up of one two three four five eight is that right yes seven seven individuals and then the director is basically uh, answers to the director of the department answers to them they're made up of uh, different inv- individuals uh, from different walks of life, um, but they are all appointed by the current governor, um, and that is one of the like it or not that is you know that leads to some of the different directions that are taken and the timelines they're taken in. Uh, so the former game commission basically was told send in your letter of resignation once um the current governor was elected. Yep. And well not not really once she was elected. It took a while. Well yeah. But um once she had established that, you know, she's gonna change it. Yeah. She basically wiped the slate clean. Yes. Appointed all new um all new commissioners and mind you there are there are Stipulations and kind of some parameters on who can be appointed. I'm not going to get into that, but just so you know, that's that's the purpose of the game commission yeah. um, is to try and keep some um, varied viewpoints on yeah. the direction of our wildlife resources. Yep. And these are some of the people that you 
want to contact. If there's yeah. things that you have problems with or things that you like, um, whatever it be, if you want your voice to really be heard, these are the people that you want to hear it. Yep. Absolutely. So that that's an important section right there. Um, because for your, you know, th- those are the people that are going to be able to do the most by letting them know your your thoughts and opinions. Yep. Moving on, uh, important reminders. This used to be kind of the what's new section. Now they just call it important reminders. Um, one new thing that they have that's pretty cool is the new unit wide ranch maps. There's a web address where you can go find that. Did you go look at that? I did. Yeah pretty dang cool is it very cool very helpful uh unit wide used to be just kind of a list yeah and you had no idea where these ranches were um but this unit wide map is um very good uh it's specific to elk hunting for those that don't know um interactive like click on it and it comes up yes yeah 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 very cool um very cool map uh very helpful um specifically if you're, you know, like if you're looking to go elk hunting and you're looking to put in for specific units, um, some units don't have a ton of public property, and they may have several unit-wide ranches on there. Yeah. Uh, so it's all good information that'll help you decide which units to put in for, and basically that's, for all intents and purposes, the what most of us are using the proclamation for. Yes. Um. Uh. Right under that, the the new fur bearers rule book is going to be coming out in June. They've taken the fur bearers out of the big game hunting proclamation, which I am not a hugely fan. opposed to. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, uh, mentioned, you know, things to write your commission about. Um, trapping is it's, it's under attack. You know, they they made it illegal to trap cougars on private land. private land. It's just one step closer to making it illegal, period. Yep. Um, and what this does, when you take the fur bearers rule book, or the fur bearers portion out of the big game hunting rule book, this big game hunting rule book, all hunters are seeing this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not all hunters are seeing the fishing rule book or the small game rule book. They're they're very specific. And but those things aren't under attack. Fur bearer is. So here's trapping the, is. Yeah. And when you take that out of the booklet that most people see, you kind of put it in the redheaded it stepchild. A, it alienates it. It alienates yeah. it and it leaves it exposed. And I don't like that. No. And he, so here's the other here's the other very important point to think about the fur bearer i don't have a an old proclamation in front of me but if i were if if my memory serves the fur bearer pages in the old proclamation was maybe at most six yeah at most four to six pages so you're telling me that you know think about the cost it's going to mm-hmm. take to create a four to six page booklet that could have stayed where it was at. Yep. The small game, 
I understand that. The small game it, and, and waterfowl. Larger section. It's a larger section. Mm-hmm. The fishing is a larger section. Yep. Um, and so with those included in the big game, it doesn't really make sense because um, it, it would make it too big, but it's got its own specific information that is that is pertinent to yeah. the times and, and, and species that you do that in. And those and those monetary costs would have been much better served on uh, an antelope study. Absolutely. A mule deer study. Um, any Anything like that. Yeah. Any kind of wildlife project so rather do, than creating its own book. It does not make sense to no. create a whole different rule book for fur bears only. Yep. Um. Moving on, new e-tag. So the e-tag isn't really new. No. Um, e-tag was around last year. I'm not a huge fan of it. You know, I love to tag my animal. Um, but it's in here as a new thing. It's not. What's new about it is it's now also available for turkey. Yeah. So big game animals as well as turkey. So And so if, if you're into that thing, I'm not. So... I gotta talk about it much, but but that's the new portion of it. Well, and I I have to I just have to put a, a plug in here because I can because well, it's my it's, podcast. It's our podcast. Do what you want. Um, the e tagging it was meant to be a convenient way to tag your animal. The problem was it does not override the need for a carcass tag. Well, you still have to ha- tag your animal. Exactly. You still have to physically. You still tag have your to animal. physically tag your animal. So mm-hmm. it's actually. An extra step. The only yep. convenience is that you can buy a license right now. It's a progressive movement. I know it really is. It's it's, and I can't blame them for doing it. It's just to try. It's just a stretch reach for to try and get young people to be interested in it. Well, because it's, it's interactive with their phones, and we know how young people and their phones are. Yeah. But, well, it was based off of a model yeah. back east, mm-hmm. and it works back east because you can kill four does and three bucks and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. all on out, your private property. But out west, you you can only one kill one species per year, mm-hmm. and so one of each one of each per species year. per year if you draw it. Yep. And so the model does not fit the western yeah. style. It's of not hunting. necessary. It's not. It's just not necessary. But Regardless, we have it. Now you can do it for turkey, too. Yeah. Um, another new rule. This would be for you older type people, so the e-tags mm-hmm. for your youngers. This one affects the olders. You can no longer do an electronic check payment. They remove that. So yep. credit card up, people. Um, what else, Kyle? Um, we got the... Purchase of the 2020 game hunting licenses through the draw application. Yeah, used to you would have to purchase your game license, your yeah. general game license, uh, before you could actually go in and apply for the draw. Now they've lumped that in. Um, you're going to purchase your game license when you apply for the draw. And you do not get it back. Right. If you don't draw, tough. You don't get it you, back. Well, if you don't draw, you have... A small game license for the year. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't you don't get that game hunting license, which I believe it's a thirty dollar fee, right? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> what else is new? I don't know. Oh, you got here, it all marked. Here, here's a here's one that I wanted to point out. I had several people ask me about this year, about this this year. Um 
donating an unused tag. If you draw a tag and for some reason you can't go, there's lots of. This actually uh, used to be really difficult. This actually yeah. used to have to go to the director for them to authorize uh, a change yeah. to a different person. Yeah. But it's and it's not necessarily new. But it's cool, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to bring it to attention because I've had people ask me about it. Um, you can donate your license if you're not going to be able to go on your hunt. You can donate it, and they allow you to donate it to a youth, 17 years of age or younger. Now, let me uh, let, uh, me, let me clarify. Mm -hmm. You donate it back to Game and Fish, who yeah. then assigns it to Correct. a youth. You can't, you can't say, I'm going to donate it to my 17-year-old. Correct. Correct. You you give it back to the department. Yes. And they uh, they have a list. I'm assuming of people that qualify. But anyway, it goes to a youth, or it goes to a resident veteran or a resident first responder who has qualified through the nonprofit organization that promotes hunting. So it's they've a got cool. A, they've got a list of organizations that do those yeah. things. So it's a cool deal. Um, so if for some reason you draw a tag this year and you are not going to be able to go. Donate your tag. Yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool, cool deal. Um, pronghorn draw and private land only licenses. Um, so this changed last year. Yes. Um, still not a fan, but I'm willing to wait and see what the numbers bear out. Um, I was extremely surprised with the... And I fully expect it to change this year um, as more and, more and more people start to use the drawing odds report, which is a uh, priceless tool in, in drawing tags. Um, but I was extremely surprised in what people were putting in for. Um, I expected a little bit different percentages. And I won't go into detail because... There's a lot of hard work to do that research. Do it yourself. <laughs> uh, but I was I was extremely surprised at what the numbers um, turned out to be um, in in the disbursement through the hunts. Uh, very interesting, um, and I'm even more interested in what the harvest reports are going to show, which aren't out yet. Yeah. Um, so, um, which is a reminder. Um, go fill out your harvest report because that deadline is coming up pretty quick. We'll get that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they changed the pronghorn draw. Um, if you draw, you're no longer going to be assigned a private land hunt. Uh, you're putting in for public land hunts now. Yep. That's public land only. And yeah. you can only, so, and you're putting in for a specific, not a geographical region. You're putting in for a specific, specific GMU. Unit. Yeah. Yeah. And you Jimmy can only Game hunt management unit. and you can only hunt publicly accessible yeah. public land in that unit. Yes. Um which means so no crossing uh, private land. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um typically archery used to be for the archery antelope hunt used to be like six or eight sections up in the northeast corner. Mm -hmm. Um now you get to pick one of those units. Um, I said sections. I meant units. Units. Um, game, game you get to pick units. one specific unit, a specific hunt in that specific unit. So, um, 
if you haven't put in for pronghorn in a couple of years, look for those differences. Yep. It's pretty crazy. Um, free hunting and recreation maps. This is pretty cool. I use carry maps. Yeah. Um, it's not that I think Onyx or anything like that is bad. It's just that it's not necessary in New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico uh, Department of Game and Fish and BLM um, collaborated, and they put out uh, it's an app called Carry Maps, and and this is where you get those maps from this this uh, web address that they got here on page four under free hunting and recreation maps. Uh, go to Carry Maps, download the app, and then you go online and and download the maps into that app what's cool about that is like on onyx number one you have to pay for it every year it's a yearly subscription um and number two you can only download certain size of an area onto your phone um and a lot of times that doesn't even cover the entire unit yeah um so i hate that Carry maps, you get the whole state, the entire state, all the public, all the private, all the units, all the unit-wide stuff, all the open gate stuff, uh, roads, water tanks, the whole nine yards. It's all in there. Yeah. Um, the only thing that carry maps does not have that Onyx has is the private property owners. Mm. That's it. It's all they. It's the only thing that they don't have. Which. You know, everybody said everybody touts that as oh, you know, you can see who owns the property. And they're not you even s- right on all of that. You see a name, yeah, and oftentimes it's 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 only as good as the information that was gotten whenever the map was put together. Yeah, I mean, all that information is actually public record at your county assessor's office, anyways. Yeah, if you and want to do changes. a little bit, and it changes. How often do people sell the property? All the time. All the time. All the time. But. On top of that, it doesn't give you any information, so it's not like you can say, this is owned by this guy, here's his phone number, nope. I'm going to call him and ask for permission. It doesn't give any of that. It just gives a mm-hmm. name. And per New Mexico law, that stuff is supposed to be posted on their private property anyway. If they're posting for trespass. If they're posting for trespass, yeah. that stuff has to be there anyway. Yep. So um, carry maps is a great thing. Uh, it's It's... Highly accurate, and the other thing is, it is a government-provided map. So it's if the map says that you're standing on public property, you're standing on public property. If they tell you, you know, hey, this is private and you have to get off, you can argue with them. And if it turns out that it's actually private, you know, you're not going to get in trouble. You're just going to have to leave. Yeah. Because you were doing everything you could to be in the right place. And if you want to use Onyx, use it. We're just yeah. saying there's a free, free option, option out there that's really good. So, right. um, Another cool thing that I like they do, 50% off discounts for resident military and veterans. Yeah. Love that. So if you are, if you if you qualify for that, take advantage of that. It's a good deal. The only change in that is that uh, proof of service uh, may be requested to verify eligibility. Yeah, when you get online now. All that stuff it pops asks up. For that. It asks for yeah. that. So nice and easy. Yep. Um, online hunter education courses for residents. It's a good deal. They still have the mentor program. 
Yes. Which is also a good deal. Yes. Um, for, and just a FYI, that Hunter Education, it is, does have an age limit. You have to be 11 years or older. For the online. To take the online. The online course. If you're under right. that, they've still got to take an in-person regular, course. Yeah, a regular in-person course. Um, this is something that I'd never really thought of. Um, they do prescribe burns, closures for different purposes at time from time to time. Uh, on page five, under contact land management agencies before hunting, I've never had a problem. I've never gotten out in the field and found out, well, crap, I don't need to be here, but I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it really doesn't seem like a bad idea. They give you the information on where to go and find this stuff out and be able to contact them. Um, well, it's just a good idea. You know, we talk preparation. about... We talk about if you have never hunted in an area, call the game warden. He's going to yep. be able to give you some information. Same thing with the land management agency. Mm-hmm. They're going to uh, hopefully you're looking at a map and you're going to say, "Well, I'm looking to hunt in this area," and they're going to say, "Oh, well, we're burning in that area. You might not want to." Or there was a road in there, but we burned it. You can't. It's a walk in only. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Moving on. <laughs> Important dates. This is the fun one. Um, February 12th has already passed, so sorry about that. Deadline for bear and turkey is over. February 15th passes tomorrow, and you haven't heard this podcast yet, so <laughs> sorry it's about your bad luck. Too. It's passed and over. <laughs> February 26th. That's, uh, harvest um, reports, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bummer. Darn. Yeah. You can still do it. I think it just cost you eight bucks. Yeah. That's just um, a, a, late, a late, late, late fee. fee. Yeah, but as long as you get it done before the deadline to apply for big game species, the majority of them, bighorns, deer, elk, antelope, barbary, all that good stuff, oryx, that's March 18th. That's the big date. Oh, it's moved up? Yep, moved up five days. It was March 23rd uh, before. Well, yeah, it's usually it's usually that 2020-something 20, 20 range but it's moved up to march 18th yep um it's probably probably in an effort to uh give the department a little bit more time to get the draw completed before people start complaining about wanting the results (laughs) i don't think that's true because people are start complaining the day after they apply after the deadline making a joke joke. you being one of them I'm pretty sure you call me the I day after. I did not call you a single time this year. Uh, well, I didn't call. I didn't text. I didn't ask. I didn't even bring it up in casual conversation. <laughs> so bite me, you non-information given son of a bitch. Never gives me <laughs> so much for the G rating. <laughs> oh, what's the other date, Kyle? March twenty-third. That's when licenses go on sale. Yep, you can get early licenses. I know everybody's always coming in trying to get their fishing license before the new year starts, April 1st. Yep. That's the new hunting year. Uh, If you didn't know, if you're a new person, the hunting year is not a calendar year. The hunting year starts April 1st. So this year, April 1st, 2020, it will run through, the hunting year runs through March 31st of 2021. Yep. And that's odd. For people who aren't used to it, but it's simply a matter of um, what can be hunted and when. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the next big date is April 7th. So we talked earlier about the 15th being the deadline to submit your harvest reports. April 7th is the deadline to submit them late. If you hunted last year and you did not submit your harvest report by April 7th, you are not hunting this year. It's not going to Yeah, happen. so that's – and that's actually um, kind of a new development that if you don't submit that report by April 7th, your application gets kicked out of the draw. Gets kicked out? Kicked out. Hmm. Usually you draw – and, they'd make and they wouldn't pay. give you a license. Yeah. So what happens if you're on multiple, if you're joined with somebody else? Your application gets kicked out. You better, you done your harvest reports? I do them right after, all the time. Okay. We better check with Doe. Yeah, you better check with Doe. Because <laughs> we get kicked out, and I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. So. It's my application, though. It's your application, but because we're all three on it, if the harvest report was not, we're all attached. Your application gets kicked out. You know what? I, I would fight the hell out of that. Well, that's a little unfair for me to suffer for somebody else's ineptitudes. Well, I'm just saying. And so, then April 29th, it'll probably be sooner. Usually is a day or two, but not much anymore. Um, is the results for all of the draws. Yeah. Um, it looks like your license tag combo is going to be blue this year. Last yep. year was orange. year before was green. Blue. Um, they change it each year so that uh, you don't get any yep. cheater cheaters, pumpkin eaters. Yep, yep. Remember going to the bar and give you the little band, wristband, yep. change colors every night so you don't just show up for the one from last night. Yep. That's the same thing. Same idea. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, license requirements. This one's kind of important. A lot of people want to know what they have to have in the field. This tells you, while in the field, you must have all of the following. License stamp and validation requirements, one through seven. Read it. Know it. Very important. I concur. Um, and a new thing that they put in here wasn't in last year's proclamation anyway. Um, so it's not new. It's just being put in print. Yeah. That's what I just said. It's a new thing that they put in here this year. Well, it wasn't in last year's proclamation. Right. But <laughs> it's always been um, the state of New Mexico is a strict liability state, meaning the uh, the onerous of you knowing the law is on you. Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know... There's a big difference between the proclamation and hunting law. Hunting law is written in, you know, statute, legislation, regulation, statute, regulations. Yeah. This is the proclamation. It's proclamation although, is an overview although, of the laws. Although there's a section in here that we'll get to here in a minute that tells you what it is unlawful to do. Um, that is not the written law. It's just... It's a summary. Summary. Yeah. So... But anyway, the hunter responsibility is the responsibility of each hunter to know and comply with all applicable license, stamp, permit, and or tag requirements. Don't throw your hunting rights or your hunting privileges away <laughs> <laughs> because you don't have the right license. Yeah. Moving on. You're going to get tired of me saying that yet? 
I'm good. <laughs> You're supposed to be the comic relief here, Kyle. I'm good. <laughs> Shrimp are good. <laughs> uh, I think you're jumping to the overcount license fees, right? Yeah. What's next? Yeah, I'm not covering every single thing. Well, we um, can't because we would be here yeah, a long, long, long time. Long, long time. Um, yeah, licensing requirements and all that stuff. It's a good section, but for most of us, we know. But for those for those new people, that that this is some of the confusing stuff. Yeah. You know, knowing what you have to have and where you have to have it in the field. Um, you know, if you're applying for hunts, uh, it's going to be taken care of. When when you apply, there will be a section in your application where you um, say if you want to do the e-tag or be mailed a license, mm-hmm. a carcass tag, an antler tag. I always get the tags because I like tagging my animal. Um, but... Um, if you you know if you do it online like that, your tag is going to come with your license on it. Yeah. So you don't have to carry a separate license from your tag, um, and that's kind of a cool thing because um, those things tend to get lost or or left in your other pants or left with your binoculars in the case that you forgot to bring this morning. Stuff in like the that. Truck, it just happens. Um, so it's cool that they print it out on the tag. Um. I also have it on my phone generally but sometimes you forget your phone last year i dropped my phone in the field and had to go back and find it yeah um but for the for the newer people this section is important because it tells you everything that you have to have yeah um over the counter fees not much has changed nope game hunting Uh, license still 15 game hunting fishing combos 30 yeah the the important things are your your you know I always get the game hunting and fishing license I don't I don't I'm gonna fish at some point in time so I just get that um, your habitat stamp your your Hamav which is your habitat management and access validation you have to have that now I should probably explain the difference between those two uh, yeah or just tell them to buy both <laughs> yeah I mean so there, gen- in there general is. In general, it's a good idea just to buy both. Yeah. It's going towards a good cause. But um, if you're going to be a stickler about it, the Habitat Management Access Validation, HAMAV is what they call it. Mm-hmm. That's a one-time fee, um, one per person per year. And so if you've purchased a license and you got it, and then you go back and purchase, let's say, a trapper's license, you don't have to get that one again. Correct. The Habitat Stamp... Um, and they both have the word habitat in them. But one is a Hamav, one is a habitat stamp. The habitat stamp is strictly for if you're going to be hunting, fishing, or trapping on federal lands, BLM and Forest Service. Correct. One per person per year. One cool thing that they did do is... When you apply, that application fee is going to be just added to into the cost of the license. Yeah. So, but they did that last year too. Yep. Draw hunt licenses. Um, This is where the majority of us are going to be in. Um, Some of us are lucky enough to have places where we can go hunt on private land, but 
even those are are typically going to try and draw. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't, well, use, a use their use their a benefits as backup. Private as a backup. The draw. So it's going to change a little bit this year because they changed the rules on how the percentages work. So there's a little bit of of different nomenclature uh, in the drawing quotas. Uh, but how the draw works is is pretty simple. Um, everybody does an application online. That application is given a number. All the numbers are put in a hat, not literally, um, and they start drawing out applications. I used to think that they did it per species, but it's not per species. It's per application. It's, it's all hunts combined. Yep. So... The first one that they draw may be an antelope, and the second an elk, and then the third an elk, and the fourth a deer. But it's not antelope first, deer, elk, Barbary. Um, it's all applications are, are put in a hat, and they just start drawing numbers and filling hunts. Yep. And if they pull your application and your first choice hunt has not been filled, then that's what you're going to get is your first choice hunt. If that one's been filled, they're going to look at your second choice. If that one's been filled, they're going to look at your third choice. If you've put a fir- fourth choice on, uh, which is typically, you know, like a region of corner of the state, yeah. then they're going to take that application and put it in another hat. And when they went through all of the hap- applications, all of those that selected a fourth choice and didn't get drawn on one of their first three are in this other hat. And then they're going to... Fill yeah. any leftover hunts with what's in this second hat. Right. And that's how that works. Um, the drawing quotas, and I, I mentioned there was a little bit of a change here. Um, we fought against that change, or at least advocated against that change. Um, it now states that up to 10% of the draw licenses will be awarded to um, outfitted applicants. Resident and non-resident. Resident and non-resident. And up to 6% um, for non-residents. Um, a minimum of 84%, which has always been. Uh, they changed this because of some people who... We don't need to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's changed. Yeah. It's this changed. is the way it is now. Yeah. Just be aware of it. Yeah. So there you go. Peckerheads. We've we've been quite clear on this on the subject. <laughs> and as far as you know, new stuff in the proclamation, that's that's gonna about cover it, Kyle. Yeah. Um you know most of the rest of it that the the proclamation covers, you know, it covers junior and senior disabled. Um talks about uh benefits for military and veterans. Yeah. Yep, a lot of cool stuff there. Um, Hunter's Education, the Mentored Youth Program. Uh, the Mentored Youth Program, I'll touch on that real quick because uh, I think it's a really cool deal. Um, it, it's a program where uh, a, a hunter who has been through hunter safety or is an adult um, and is an adult um, can take a youth hunting. You've, you've got to pass uh, or take a, a small test online to get your mentored youth number. 
Um, but then you can take them hunting uh, uh, without going through hunter's education and kind of get them some exposure to it, you know, before making them go through hunter's education um, and make sure that they like it yeah. and stuff like that. So it's it's a really good program. And sp- uh, the specific species, you know, turkey yeah, deer. So. Yeah, very specific. Um, turkey, deer, javelina, and small game. Yes. So... Transfers and donations, we went over that. General rules. Um, There's a couple of things here in the general rules that I want to point out. And remember, these are just a summary of the main rules. The main, it is unlawful to. There's an entire book of statutes and regulations. Yes. Um, this just summarizes it with the main points. Yep, yep, yep. And there's there's three in particular. Um, they always they all start out with it is unlawful to kill more than one of the following: elk, pronghorn, Barbary sheep, bighorn, ibex, javelina, oryx, bear, or deer during any licensed year, except as permitted by rule. Yeah, um, that is very specific. Um, the ibex is one. Ibex, particularly off the Floridas, yes, is one where you can hunt multiple. Yes. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> um, another is going to be I think there is very specific situations where you might could hunt deer, but for the most part, it's one license. One yeah. license. Yeah. Um, you cannot even apply for, buy, or use more than one license for any species per license year. Yeah. Um, again, it, it, at the end of this one, it doesn't say except as permitted by rule. It should because, you know, you can with for Ibex. Um, but just keep in mind, you can't, you can't draw a tag and then go buy a tag and hunt private property doesn't work so it may not say um it may not say that because in my mind you have one license but the ibex you may get two carcass tags yeah and that's why yeah it's like with cougar you have one license you have a cougar license yeah you get several carcass tags to go Mm -hmm. with it it also says use though Yes. So, um, and a new one that's in here this year, and I love this one. Uh, it's the very last one on page 21. It is unlawful to use any cellular Wi-Fi or satellite camera for the purpose of hunting or scouting remotely for any big game animal. Um, I really like this one because I'm not a huge fan of game cameras. I don't particularly like them, especially on public land. Um, but this is talking specifically about those ones that you can put out there and they will send pictures instantly to your phone or computer. That's cheating. Yeah. Um, you um, know, it's a lot like, you know, you're sitting in camp with 10 cameras spaced out there all taking pictures and the one of them takes a picture of the buck and now you know where it's at and you jump up and run down there. And that's specifically illegal now. 
It is. Now, <laughs> we could have an existential conversation about, um, you know, that versus other methods that are, are legal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's just a matter of your perspective. I'm not advocating one way or the other. I actually like this one. I think it's it's valid. I think it's a a good reinforcement of the fair chase values. Yeah, I, I and that's kind of my but, beliefs of it. But um, we the the point being, um, we don't want to get into the it's right or it's wrong. That's the law that was passed. Well, we treat. We, you know, we've done a podcast on morals, the morals in yeah. hunting, yeah, and ethics in hunting, and we've always said, um, "You do you as long as with it, it's within the rules." Yes, and I like that they passed this rule. Uh, it it at least matches my ethical code. I think that that does give an unfair technological advantage to the hunter yeah uh, a lot like flying wood yeah so so i like the rule yeah um regardless of whether i like it or not it's the law don't do it <laughs> <laughs> um another one harvest of radio collared and ear tagged big game there's a lot of studies going on uh particularly with mule deer recently there's a lot of there's one one known migration corridor in New Mexico, and that is coming out of Colorado down into two uh, B two C area. Uh, and I'm sure that there's more, but that's the only known one. Yeah. So there's a lot of mule deer being tagged and collared um, for just such purposes. It's not a problem to harvest these animals to kill these animals. Um, if you do, report it. Report it. Yeah. It's Got helpful. Number in there. Yep. <sighs> Federal laws. Transporting illegally taken game across state lines is a violation of Federal Lacey Act. It's also it's a danger to the animals, you know, with CWD and diseases. Be careful about that kind of stuff. Well, there's so um and even within the law, even even an animal that has been legally harvested, mm-hmm. um, there are other states, and you understand this, and it's, again, on you to kind of figure this stuff out, but um, you can't take you know, your animal in certain states. Your animal has to be deboned Correct. for you to even take it there. Yeah. And so there's, just understand. That, and even, even within New Mexico, there's certain units... Um, where there are restrictions on what you can and cannot take, um, you know, particularly units where they have tested positive, mm-hmm. tested deer positive for CWD. Yeah, just understand yeah. that. So, what else you got? That is that is about it for all of the rules and regulations. Uh, there's a there's a section on on how to tag your uh, big game in Turkey on and also page 29. Those, those instructions will also be on the back of your carcass tag. Yes, yes, they will. Um, but it's that, I mean, that'd be kind of a stupid ticket to get. 
you know, tagging your animal wrong. Um, yeah, and for the most part, you're not going to get that ticket. What you're going to get is a ticket for not tagging it. Yeah. If, if you, let's say, take it out of the field, haven't tagged it, put it in the pickup, haven't tagged it, and get go through a checkpoint somewhere, you know, down the road an hour from where you actually killed it, then you're looking at, you know, yep, probably a ticket. Um, another one is on page 31, proof of sex. Read that one. Uh, it's important to it's important to follow those rules. It used to be um, very specific as to the proof of sex. Uh, mm-hmm. It has widened out some, yep. given some a little bit more leeway. So make sure you know that. Yep, yep. After that, a few more pages of rules and regulations. It's all good. It's all good reading. Well, it's all important information. <laughs> We'll go with that route. But then you're going to start getting into your, and this is just a abbreviated proclamation that I have here because I put all my notes on it, the actual proclamation. But you're going to get into your hunt codes and um, starts with deer. Yeah. And I like the change that they did last year. Yeah. Where it goes by unit, um, where it goes by unit, rather um, than rather than uh, uh, rather than hunt code, yeah, weapon, weapon choice. choice. So yeah. used to it would go by weapon choice. It would have bow all in one area, and it would say bow and unit eight, unit nine, unit ten, and yeah. show the hunts for that, and then rifle, and then muzzleloader. Yeah. Now it just goes by unit. You look at deer. That's what I want to hunt. What unit yeah. do I want to hunt in? I want to hunt in unit. 55A, 55B, and so it gives you, uh, I've got a bow uh, hunt September 1st through 24th, I've got a muzzleloader hunt September yeah. 27th, through, and so on and so forth. And, it, and when you're putting in online, um, it's kind of mistake-proof, because the first thing that they're going to ask you is what weapon you're hunting with. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to accidentally select a rifle if you're intending to hunt yeah, or a, a hunt code for rifle if you're intending to hunt for archery because it's going to ask you for your weapon choice yeah. up front. Yeah, so. so um, read the proclamation. Go through it. Read all the information that they give you before each specific species. Um, it's all good information, uh, and it's good to know. And a lot of us, uh, and I know uh, um, I'm guilty of this as well, we got used to the proclamation. Yeah. And we think we know it, and we just, you know, we would read the changes for the year, but there's a lot of stuff that that, that we just take for granted that we think we know because we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. There's a lot of information in there. Yeah. So, so read that proclamation front to back. It's, it's, again, it's all good information. It's all important information, and it can, education is never a bad thing. Yeah. So. And if you have any questions, uh, get hold of the department, they'll laid out pretty clear for you so yep, yep. that wasn't too bad it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't horrible it's, you just rip that band-aid off real quick that's right that's right <laughs> doesn't make for a an overly fun podcast but it's good information so, absolutely uh hope it helps some of you out particularly you uh new hunters. new hunters so good luck out there guys adios adios Thanks for joining Not A Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.
don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.